Okay. Hi, my name is Ivanya Easley. This is the Closet Chronicles. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and styled by Love E. This podcast talks with different fashion professionals so they can share their journey, their story, and their experiences. Hopefully you can be inspired, motivated, as well as advice for your own business. We've all made a lot of mistakes, learned from them, and so this is a time for us to share to the next generation of people that want to be in this business. So we have a special guest, Rochelle Porter, and she is going to share all about her business, her designs, what she has going on. And we're excited to hear her story and all the advice she's going to give us. So welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, of course, I introduce you, but introduce yourself, your company, and of course, tell us what you do and how you do it and how you started. Okay, sure. So I'm Rochelle Porter, like you said. I'm the founder and creative director of Rochelle Porter Design, and we are a vibrant, ethical, print-focused lifestyle brand based here in Atlanta. And we create everything from apparel, accessories, home decor, featuring my original print design. And they're inspired by everything from my love of travel to my Caribbean roots to just really my... um, affinity to different global design traditions we try to bake sustainability into every one of our products so we use organic materials we Mm -hmm. produce locally when possible to keep our carbon footprint low yes yeah we just we do a lot i love (laughs) it i love it and of course how did you get started everybody loves to hear people's story Okay, I will try my best to give you a sh- the short version. Cause I know, <laughs> everybody says, let me make a long story short. Right. So in my case, it was like a probably like a 20-year journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no formal fashion or art backgrounds, <laughs> barely took any classes. All I knew was from the time I could hold a pen or a pencil or a paintbrush, I doodled on everything. Yes. That was kind of my... Um, intro into this business if you will Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. um you know I come from a very traditional Caribbean immigrant family my family's from Guyana so it's like you know the drill you come over here you go to a good school you become a doctor lawyer that's American black parents too okay you're gonna graduate (laughs) high school you're gonna go to college and get a good job the end exactly (laughs) period point blank but um clearly that was not my path Mm. um that's kind of the path that I thought I was on at the time but um so like art or design or anything fashion or decor related was just not in the picture Mm -hmm. um so i got a job out of college as a computer programmer of all things at a very prestigious firm in manhattan okay it's like a fortune 10 company at the time so you know everybody was proud of me you know i (laughs) thought i had arrived blah 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 got the apartment got the wardrobe full of suits for work yes yeah <laughs> you know I thought that was it um so went to the job and I actually hated it <laughs> it was so miserable <laughs> just getting up every day going to work getting on the subway but I couldn't quit my job because yes. you know I have bills now I'm a real yes. adult quote unquote so as a creative outlet I just started you know like getting into different things taking different classes Mm-hmm. And I took this class at FIT. It was only like a three-day class. And it was, I think it was like intro to fashion design. It was one of those very like basic continuing education classes. Okay. So I was like, yeah, I like clothes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> you know. So I went to the first class. It was cool. It was fun. 
mm-hmm. went to the second class and the professor told us that if we wanted to work in this industry, we'd have to get our products made in China. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, I immediately thought, you know, China. So that's like human rights violations, pollution, yes. Um, yes. child labor, yes. you know, all these horrible things because I was quote unquote woke before it was cool to be woke, you know, yes. this was a good 20 years ago. So I was like, eh, that's it for me. I, I don't want to work in this industry. I don't <laughs> care. I'm not a fashion designer anyway. So yes. who cares? You know, move on to the next thing. So, you know, I to work in a series of corporate jobs that I am unfulfilled in, but it pays the bills. Yes. And end up moving back to Atlanta maybe 12 years after that, completely had forgotten about the FIT class. And mm-hmm. then um, that's when the weird stuff started happening. <laughs> so I ended up taking this other class and it was a, it was an art class, but it wasn't like an art instruction class. It was more mm-hmm. about your heart as an artist and what it means Aww. to be creative and very woo-woo. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was fun. It sounds very zen. It was super, you know, very spiritual. But it was exactly what I needed. And that was kind of when I started taking notice to little clues that God had been dropping all along the way. Yes. So, um, you know, I had been finding out that ethical fashion was a thing, that it actually existed, which was great. But a lot of the fashion that I saw, it looked very ethical, fashionable, not so much. Yes. Yes. So, you know, I was, it was encouraging that it existed, but, you know, I didn't want to wear it. Like, if it's not cute, (laughs) I'm not wearing it. I don't care how sustainable it is. So, um, anyway, in this class, you know, I start really kind of exploring just my creativity that I knew was there all along. I just would never have called myself an artist or a designer or anything like that. Yeah. And there was this woman in the class with me who I had never met before. And we were doing some group project. And she was like, you know, I feel like there's something that you wanted to do a while ago, but you put it down because you thought you couldn't do it. There's some dream that you had. And I feel like God wants you to pick it back up now. So she was a prophetess? Um, apparently. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that, but I mean now we're friends and she definitely, you know, has a gift. But um at the time, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Cause yeah. I had picked up so many things in those twelve years since yeah. I had taken the FIT class. It could literally have been anything she was talking yes. about. Yes, yes. But then I started kind of connecting the dots, like one day I was getting on a flight. And the Delta agent looked at my passport and she's like, your name sounds like a clothing line. Oh, wow. And I I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like what's, what's happening? (laughs) And then I think the thing that really kind of solidified it for me was one day I went into a, it was like a Target or Nordstrom, some kind of big box store. And it was like my eyes were open for the first time. Like I looked in the racks and there were clothing and, um, you know, coffee mugs and greeting cards and all these items that had prints on them. And I'm like, those prints look like stuff that I doodle when I'm bored at work. Yes. So I'm like, hmm, like, how does that work? How do people get prints onto products? Yeah. So started doing my research, found out that what I had been basically doing all my life was called surface pattern design. Like there was mm-hmm. actually a term for it and there was a whole <laughs> industry for it. And so started doing trade shows or going to trade shows rather just to check yeah. it out. And I was like, oh, 
I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I so, love it. So yeah, that's the very long and short version <laughs> of how I got started. But once you decided this is what you're supposed to be doing, how did you go about, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing to actually doing it? Mm-hmm. Sure. So keep in mind, I was working a full-time job almost yes. the whole time. Let me just put that disclaimer in there. You know, people think you quit your day job, and, you know, the, yes. the millions just start rolling in. No. Um, so that I, part. Right. So while I was still, you know, working corporate jobs, I I think the first thing I did, I launched my initial website in, it was like 2015. Yeah. And I launched a line of pillows. And it's not because I have some deep affinity towards pillows or even home <laughs> decor, per se. It's because a pillow is literally a square. You know, yeah. I didn't know how to sew anything. I just knew it. I could put a design on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I found a company. It was like a small woman-owned company in New Orleans that printed on fabric. Found out where I could source the organic cotton fabric. And, you know, sent them my design files. Yeah. And found you know, local seamstresses here. And they made my first line of pillows. Okay. And that was it. Yeah. And That's awesome. So how did you go from the pillows to the wallpaper to the clothing line? Sure. So the pillows was, like I said, it was the first introduction just because it was the easiest thing to do. Um, yeah. Pillows got a good reception. And then I found out West Elm let independent designers do pop-up shops in their store. Okay. So went to West Elm, like, here's my pillows. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> and, you know, they let me do my first pop-up shop there, which was really successful. And, you know, by my standards at the time of success, <laughs> which yeah. was like people came and bought stuff. So that was great. And um, continue to do those. And I always knew, like, fashion like I love anything with prints on it period but like clothing was sort of the final for me like that's what I always wanted to do yeah more than anything but just didn't see how to do it because I didn't have an actual formal design background but um I was a friend of mine who came to me and she was interested in doing a line of like workout clothes with African like Ankara prints on them and she just knew I made stuff so she just kind of asked me which I didn't really know at the time either but I'm like yeah let's explore that so I knew about a print on demand company that did active wear and you know you have to actually if you're using prints that already exist you have to have permission to use them or you have to license them which she didn't really know anything about so I'm like "Mm, I could try a couple with my prints on them that way you know you don't have to pay for (laughs) licensing so I did a few and I was like oh I kind of like these you know as as a mock-up so then I ordered the samples and I was like oh (laughs) these actually look good you know so ended up creating a whole collection of um, sports bras and leggings with my prints on them and, yeah, so that was uh, it, it was kind of out of the blue, but not really. 
Awesome. Awesome. And then you just ventured into wallpaper and really all the other things. Yeah. So all the other things were, you know, people were like, Hey, have you ever thought of making X, Y, Z? I'm like, yes, I've literally thought of everything. <laughs> and honestly, if it can have a print on it, I'm going to put a print on it. That's and really just... everything can have a print on it. Literally, <laughs> you know, your, your walls, your bedding, your clothing. So yeah. it's like eventually furniture, furniture, upholstery. So the goal is to print on everything I can possibly put a print on. I love that. Now, what pieces of advice would you give to anyone that wanted to get into the business um, like yourself? Mm, Three things. Oh, oh, well, okay. (laughs) Let's see. Um, I would say, especially if you're a younger designer or just young in your career, like develop a distinctive style Mm -hmm. because, you know, you want to... In this industry, you need to stand out from everybody else. You need to have an identifiable style. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing. If all you're doing is prints or all you're known for is prints, people have to recognize your prints. Yeah. Um, Compared to somebody that, else's print. Absolutely. I would say, two, um, don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, you know, there's a whole starving artist myth out there that is really cool and sexy to it's struggle. Not. It's not. It's not cute at all. And not at this uh, big age. Okay. Uh, no. Not at any age, but especially, you know, when you get into your 30s, 40s. Come on. When you don't got used to some stuff, it's hard to go back. Yeah, we're not trying to do that. And it's unnecessary. It really and, is. Yeah. And also having an actual job or career, you know, gives you a work ethic, gives you, gives you yes. character. It lets you know how when it is time to venture off and run your own business, you have the basics. Yeah, you basically got all that training and got paid for it because you want fr- absolutely. Yeah, and you you can eat too. Yeah, <laughs> and keep a roof over your head. That part. <laughs> so, um, okay, that's two things. What's number three? I would say um, just kind of have a game plan. Yeah. Like know what you want to do. Know what kind of brand you want to be. So that when you do start gaining traction and getting offers, you know what is acceptable for you to take yeah. and what's not. Yeah. Like, if I'm doing pillows with West Elm, I'm probably not going to put those pillows on Walmart. Yeah. as well. You know, just like yeah. have a clear idea of who you want to be as a designer and stay with that blueprint. Okay, I like that. I like that. Um, what was I going to say? Um, what do you found to be the hardest thing um, about building or one of the hardest things? Because I'm sure there's more than one. Um, money, <laughs> I would say. I mean, I have bootstrapped my business from day one. Yeah. Thanks to having day jobs. Yeah. But there comes a point where you really, you know, want to take it to the next level and want to grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm at the point where, you know, we've been successful in a few retail stores we're getting into you know some other retailer toward the end of the year like macy's and bloomingdale's so yeah thank you but in order to keep doing that it takes capital and you can i can only bootstrap so much yeah one of my designer friends from new york yesterday and she sells like rent the runway and she was like girl but it's still a struggle it Uh, really is because it's so expensive to order all the fabric to be able yes. to fulfill these orders. So she's like, you know, of course everybody wants the big orders, but it's mm-hmm. not like they pay you the money and you take that money and go fulfill the order. Exactly. You got to the order, then they give you the money. 
And she was like, right. time, you know, I'm already, you know, in debt providing the fabric and paying the people mm-hmm. the first order. And it's like playing this forever game of catch up when they finally give because it's not like they pay you immediately. They mm-hmm. pay you at 30, at 45, at 60, at 90. 90, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was one retailer, which I will not mention. Um, yes. I didn't get paid for five months. You know, yet, you know, yet everybody's like congratulating me and, you know, (laughs) citing the articles that, you know, that our story's running in. It's like, "Mm, little do you know. (laughs) Yes, exactly. So, yeah. So um, just raising capital is, I feel like, always a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that. If there was one thing, I guess you could go and redo, or maybe if you knew better, you'd do better type of situation. What would that be? Mm. So many. (laughs) (laughs) Not so many. I would say, um, you know, back to the capital piece, I would say, you know, one thing that I'm realizing, like rich people don't spend their own money. Mm Mm-hmm. And I would have started raising or looking for funding sources a lot earlier. Okay. Like I felt like I had to do everything myself and I had to bootstrap and there is benefits to that. You know, you learn a lot. You also have a lot more ownership of everything, but skin in the game. Exactly. And I think that's important, but at some point, you know, you don't want to put all the skin. Yes. (laughs) Like you want somebody else can to be incorporated in there too. So I think I would have looked for other people's money earlier, you know, either through investment, angels, what have you. Yeah. Grants. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All the things. Yeah. Agreed. Because I know before the pandemic, I never even thought about taking outside money um, as far as like grants or even applying for grants until the pandemic happened and they start throwing all these grants out there. Mm-hmm. But grants have been in existence since before then. But I always right. thought it was more of a, oh, you got to get a grant writer and pay them to write this long grant. To, not yeah. just like the ones you just fill out, give them information, and they decide if you're going to get mm-hmm. the 10000 or the 20000 or not. So I got like 50000 in money wow. in 2020. Now, mind you, they ain't gave me everything I made since then has been revenue. But it was right. a nice- helpfulness during the pandemic because that was a hard year for a lot of businesses absolutely if not all of the businesses except maybe so so uh, (laughs) and companies like toilet paper and you know sanitizer companies Mm -hmm. uh, yeah yeah but for the rest of our businesses it was probably the hardest year we've all had Mm -hmm. um so it was great to be able to get some help instead Mm -hmm. of just always thinking it has to be everything that i make and reinvest back into the company Right. Okay. Okay. I like that. And then what is a common myth you feel that people have about the industry, whether it being a designer or just being in fashion in general? Sure. I think probably, I would say entrepreneurship in general. Yeah. There's a lot of smoke (laughs) and mirrors out here. (laughs) That's one thing I'm realizing. (laughs) Like everybody assumes if they see you associated with a major brand, like, you know, we yeah. did something with H&M yeah. one time or, you know, we're on Westfilm.com or yeah. Home Goods. They assume if you're in, if you have any association with the brand or if you're in a magazine <laughs> somewhere yeah. and, you know, we, we've been a day show to Essence to wherever. Yeah. Um, 
that does not always translate to dollars. Girl, <laughs> that part. Like, yeah. So it's I like, feel like can... fame and popularity does not mean paid. Those are At two all. different categories. You can be popular and broken. You can be paid and quiet. Absolutely. Sometimes you got both, but I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's not, they don't necessarily go hand in hand. They and do I don't not. think people realize that. They assume and, that one goes with the other. And they do not. I mean, most of the, the things that I've probably made the most money on is probably stuff you haven't heard of. That's me too. <laughs> or was not I say that all the time. I've made the very most money with stuff you never heard mm-hmm. of, people you ain't never heard of. Yep. And everything I've done that has some kind of press attached to it has either been exposure or just not as big of a check as you would exactly. think or what that title that came with it. Yeah. So you have people creating entire, you know, they got hundreds of thousands of Instagram followers. They have whole personas online and they're broke. Yeah. So don't let the glitz and glam fool you. Yeah. I would say that's the biggest misperception. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. And I always trying to be paid, not popular, which I've stated multiple times. Pay me. I don't worry. Don't worry about being popular. <laughs> Rochelle, you there? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Rochelle. So, okay. the last question is more um, <laughs> final words of advice. Um, for our listeners uh, and what's the most important thing you've learned Um, just a a general wrap up I guess of what you want to leave us with is our final thoughts before we wrap up oh man final words of advice I would say and I somewhat alluded to this earlier but I guess on a more macro level I would say it's really important when you're starting out and also throughout your journey to really just know who you are, not just as a designer, but as a person. Because as you grow, as you get more attention and notoriety, like you'll be offered a lot of things. You'll have a lot of opportunities presented to you. And if you don't decide who you are, you can be swayed by anything. And, you know, sometimes like, all money's not good money, and yes. all that glitters is not gold. So yes. I would just say have a very strong sense of self getting into this very, um, by definition, superficial industry. Yes. No, totally agree with that. I think it is uh, I definitely co-sign that. Definitely important to have a sense of who you are, self-worth, mm-hmm. and just what your values are, what your yeah. is, and so that when things are presented to you if it doesn't align with who you are as mm-hmm. a person. and just your vision for yourself your life your business then it's yep. easy to be like no is a complete sense like that doesn't work for me <laughs> that's right. not you know part of where I'm going because you can just get so distracted with all these shiny things that mm-hmm. it gives you off your path of where you're trying to go so it's really Absolutely. important to stay focused on your focus <laughs> yes <laughs> and I I like use the word alignment, which I think is yeah perfectly sums it up. Yes, yes. No, I love that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, totally agree. And like you said, if you're whether you're already in it or getting started, if you 
set that up now before you started to get swayed, mm-hmm. you know, by all these different people or opportunities or any way the wind blows, you will already know because you already set up this strong sense of self and foundation yes. of like, this is what I'm about. This is what, you know, I've been about, going to be about. And yes. you know, if it don't <laughs> go with that, to the left. So yeah, love that. Love that. Um, I agree. Um, and most of the designers and, you know, people I collab with or even just know in the industry like yourself, I feel like all of y'all have been consistent with y'all messaging and mm. what it is that y'all are doing versus like, oh, you know, every time I talk every year, you're doing something different <laughs> that I, I, I really get like how it ties into who you are. So it exactly. makes me at least whether I know you personally or not, have a general of like, oh, you didn't know you. Like, matter of fact, um, last night I met Tamara. Oh, yeah. I sent you the picture or whatever, but it's like, oh, you know, Rochelle, I can't remember how your name came up because Tan came up, Veronica, and yours. I think because we were talking about weed, launch pad, all the things. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I actually am talking to her tomorrow for the podcast. And so she was like, yeah, I love her. Um, Her designs uh-huh. are so um cool and you know, no wonder y'all know each other. You're both so stylish and fashionable, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, you're so sweet. But it's just the fact that, you know, people, mm-hmm. even if you don't know somebody personally, yeah. based off of their brand and what they present, their character, the whole thing, you at least have a general idea of what they stand for, who they are, right. and what they're about without having to know them mm-hmm. as their best friend. So yes. I love that. I love it, too. <laughs> and Thank I get you the again. same feedback for you, too. Oh, yes, thank you. Now, I've had a couple of people come to either like DM me or tell me like, oh, you know, and I guess one, you know, my name is pretty unique, too. So it's mm-hmm. like, even if I wanted to cut up, it's like there's only one Ivanya. So you can't right. really be out here trying to be different things. Like if you say, oh, yeah, I was, I met Becky. You'd be like, Becky who? Like it's a gazillion. Right. You say Ivanya, most likely you're talking about me. So like, I'm oh. always going to be exactly who I am in every room and every place, every space. So when people hit yep. me like, you know, I've um, all I hear is good things about you. I haven't met you yet. Or I want to connect with you. But all I've heard is good things from different that. people that don't necessarily. And I'm like, I'm glad because that is exactly how I'm trying to present. I'm glad people are mm-hmm. receiving it because that's yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> and it's authentic to who you are. Yes. Yes, most definitely, most definitely. Plus, I'm like, who got time to be remembering these fake personas? So <laughs> Right. <laughs> All I can do is be exactly, yes, who I am. So, no, Mm -hmm. thank you again for taking the time to chat with us. I will tag you when I share. Right now, I'm, like, loading up on all the content of podcasts. So, it'll probably come Mm -hmm. out in a couple weeks. Uh, I'm just shooting them out in order that I'm recording them, but I'm trying to record while people are giving me their time. So, (laughs) so that I can at least stay consistent. Um, but no, I look forward to seeing you again. Look, on the belt line or walking or somebody's yes. event. Yeah, we need to um, do that. Again too. soon. I'm actually walking with Tia this weekend. Um, oh, from, okay. Uh, you know, the weed program, because she told me y'all are in weed together. Yeah. She's trying to convince me to um, try weed next time. I was like, we'll see. <laughs> it can't I'm hurt. just programmed out. I, I know the feeling. I'm... So I was like, I- I'll let you know. I mean, I like we, I like Monica and all the things. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just feeling I'm programmed out. So I just got to decide. Because it, yeah. the time and bandwidth to do programs when it's your business lot. is already running is a lot Absolutely. to juggle. It, I, I mean, there like are I'm, benefits to it, but it's, yeah. it's That's what demanding. That's telling me. And Veronica told me too. So mm-hmm. 
You you probably and look. I was at Launchpad uh, event last night because I'm an alumni of Launchpad, which is why how I met Tamara mm-hmm. last night. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, okay, I'm down with the program, so but we'll see. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to see. I'm going to see. But anyway, again, thank you. I appreciate you and of course I look forward to seeing you again mm-hmm. at something very soon, I'm sure. Yes, like Thank you for All having right. me. It's fun. Yeah, of course. Chat soon and take care. Okay, thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye.